excited to be back on Sunday. I am, I am, I am. I've been looking forward to this. And it's good Friday morning to you guys. Thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Today is a special day after a couple of weeks. The star of today's show, the star of the program in general, is back in the saddle. His name is Keith Smith. He's been kissed by the sun, uh, which you will see in a matter of moments. He's on Caribbean time, but most importantly, he comes bearing gifts to the studio. Yeah. Our bar gets replenished um, even more. We've had a, a, a bottle of Jameson added to the bar um, over the last week or so. A bottle of Macallan 12, 12-year-old Scotch mm. added, which was fantastic. But I, in particular, love the rum that Keith brings from St. Martin's. And he's got not only one, but I'm hearing... Two bottles. We have a backup. A backup bottle. Um, That voice you hear is the one, the only, Keith Smith. Can we welcome Keith? I thought you could. You're looking sharp, dude. Thank you. I thought you were going to say the infamous. Infamous? Infamous? Infamous. That's it. That's it. Infamous? Infamous. The infamous. Laughing over there. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Did you not let him laugh for two weeks or something? Would you say I'm infamous? Infamous. Infamous. That's a Keithism right there. The infamous. Infamous. How are you? You know, look, you know, life is great. I had a wonderful opportunity to spend just about two weeks with both our daughters, both their son-in-laws, all the three grandkids. It's awesome. Uh, you know, we just we just rocked the world, and and uh, Yona and I got to spend about two days by ourselves after everybody left, so we can decompress a little bit. But it was a lot of fun, uh, and you know, it's it's great. You know, they're all, everybody's at that perfect age. The grandkids are at that perfect ages. We got five three, and one that's just about ready to turn one. So we celebrated everybody's birthdays, Christmas. This was our Christmas gift to everybody uh, and to each other. And it was a lot of fun, and and, uh, we got to eat really good food. I I got on the scale for the first time since I came back. And you're slim and trim. uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with that, but that's not actually what the scale said. Come on now. And I was biking every day. I was doing uh, 30 kilometers, which is about 18 miles every day, and got to meet some wonderful people. We love going on this trip just to connect with people and uh, meet different people of the world, around the world. Everybody, I assume we had Mon- a guy from Monaco, people from Dutch, Brazilian, American, of course, Italian, French, and just to, just to have a great conversation with people and not have to worry about anything and just have a conversation. 70 Wells Roads of the Interstate Service Company family. ISC is a home's best friend. That's Interstate right. Service Company, a trusted name in the game, says, Keith, if you're like me, it's now time to relax because those grandbabies keep you busy. Oh, amen. It's literally yes that we got home at like 3 o'clock in the morning yesterday because it was just one of those trips coming back. And Yon and I looked at each other and said, you know what? We're just going to relax a little bit today. And that's what we did. And we're back in the saddle and ready to rock, rock and roll. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. We, we just love being with them. And, you know, I, I've said this on the show before, and Stephanie will probably agree, agree with this, you know, at least from my perspective. I didn't really realize how awesome being a grandparent was until you became one. And so, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Bill McChesney, the mayor of McIntyre, says decompress. Is that what we're calling it these days, Keith? Yeah, decompress. No, it's called being old, Bill. And I'm why 
poor little butt is wore out and we needed a, come on. a good night. Well, you know, we're You're not a young man. Uh, come on now. You hit a certain age. We're not used to it. We were, we were up at six o'clock in the morning, was traveling all day and didn't get into bed until between three and three thirty yesterday Oof. morning. That, that takes a lot out of these old geezers like, like myself. And he comes into a real estate market that is uh, primed for, I think, a buyer's bonanza. We talked about this on the I Love Seville show yesterday. Rates have dropped now well below 7%. Sure. The most uh, um, unaffordable time in American history was October. Literally the most expensive month to buy a house in American history was October 2023, where rates were over 8%. There's so many of us that are sitting on stacks of equity that have bid on the sidelines. Now rates in less than 90 days. Yeah have tumbled a point and a half. And Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve have made it very, very clear rate cuts are coming in 2024. The economy and inflation have stabilized, and we are ready to get off the accelerator that is rate hikes, the Federal Reserve. So it's interesting. I was thinking about that on the way in. I, 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 the one thing I did do was a bunch of reading, because that's what you do when you're on vacation. Uh, and it's funny, we, we probably should have broken out the crystal balls for today, but uh, I'd like to probably make a few predictions for 2024. I actually took a look at this time last year, show uh, yesterday, trying to see what we were predicting and if it came true and if it didn't come true. And we hit pretty much, I would say we're, we were batting a, a pretty strong 500% uh, over on most of our uh, predictions have came true. But you're 100% right. I think 2024 is going to shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market. And why do I think that is going to happen? I, I, wow, this is shocking to me. A lot of the national media would say otherwise. You think 2024 is going to be a buyer's market? I think you're the going... The leverage is going to tilt to buyer's side? No, 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 no. See, that's the interesting thing. Okay. So it's, it's not going to be a traditional buyer's market like we traditionally know. What, what's going on here is there's such a pent-up demand, not on the buy side, but on the sell side. Mm. There's, there's a pent-up demand of people that have to sell that haven't been able to sell because of this rate lock. They're locked into it. Uh, and everything that I'm reading across the country. What will happen, though, is this thing that we coined last year called mar Micro Markets Matter. It's really going to matter in 2024 because certain markets in our local market, I think, are going to turn into kind of flip to this buyer side of the scale and certain markets are going to stay on the seller side of the scale. This is why a trusted advisor is so important to understand each individual market as it tweaks a little bit. But this isn't going to be a buyer's market like everybody thinks. Everybody thinks that the buyer's market, that home prices are going to reduce. That is not what's going to happen. No chance in hell. No, no, no. Dub double hockey sticks for sure. Yeah. What's going to happen, I think, and some, somewhere somebody should write this down to see if I'm right this time next year. I think I'm going to disagree with this one. But go ahead. Well, big surprise. Go ahead. I can't <laughs> wait to hear this. I've I think got an I extra, know where you're going. I got an extra. You have no idea where we're going because we didn't have a pre-production. No, I know, but I, I know you well. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I think what you're going to see is the, mo the modest in, in certain particular market, micro markets, the typical year-over-year -year increase. So when people think it's a buyer's market, all of a sudden they think that they're going to be able to get something at a cheaper price. That's not what's going to happen. 
what's going to happen is, is you're going to start, and I'm reversing myself because I was saying that it, this wasn't going to happen, but I think it will now. I think you're going to start seeing more inventory in, enter the market, but it's going to be such a minuscule amount of it that it's going to feel like a, a, like a, like a, a lot, but I think you're going to start seeing buyers coming in in droves, and they're going to be controlling things in certain locations. Did that make any sense to you? Uh, okay. You're going to have to explain that a little more, because um, that was a... It was a rounded circle. That's very round in circles, yeah. So I think you're going to start seeing the shift from a seller's market to the buyer's market probably in the middle to the end of 2024. But it's not going to be a traditional buyer's market where, where there's a tremendous amount of inventory on the market and prices are dropping, because that's typically what happens, right? But what's going to happen here is I think you're going to see sellers wanting to sell at a, at a higher pace than we are at the moment, because they have to sell. There's this huge pent-up demand on the buy side, but also on the sell side, because they have to sell. People have to relocate. And this 2% has got people trapped, and they can't. I think you're going to see a, I think you're going to see a balance here closer to the buyer side than the seller side. But who knows? I might be wrong. I, I, you know, I said this on yesterday's show. With rates dropping, um, Michael Buchensky straight up said rates are going to drop to the mid-fives this year. We're, depending on your buyer profile, flirting with the mid-sixes right now. So you, you know what's going on with the rate? It's what I've been saying forever, that the 30-year rate is really tied to the market, is not tied to what the feds do. It's really not. So what's happening, because the Fed is having this conversation, the 10-year T-bill is plummeting, right? And as the T-bill, the Treasury bill, starts plummeting, that's when interest rates follow. But the Fed hasn't done anything yet. It hasn't lowered a rate. It's uh, the, Fed, the Fed has been very dovish with its language. Uh, and the Fed has straight up indicated that rate hikes will, rate cuts, excuse me, will happen in 2024 but as ha- early as Q1. But it hasn't happened. I mean, but this is the first time in years they've been dovish yeah, with without, language. Without, without doubt. Well, yeah. it's, it's about time. Whatever, whatever they've done, they've done. They're always late starting and always late exiting. Well, Jer- Jerome Powell was pretty clear that he's not going to be late exiting with this. He, he in, 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 in multiple instances, has said, we will not be late with rate reductions or rate cuts. Um, and, you know, I said this on yesterday's show, and I stand by it. I, I think we're going to see a buyer's bonanza in 2024. I think we're going to see multiple offer situations. I think we're going to see more inventory coming on the market. The population is cre- clearly increasing around here. Um, there's been a lot of people that have sat on the sidelines as rates in October hit 8%. And as those people who sat on the sidelines with rates hitting 8%, now we're seeing 6.5. And as the national media and as local shows with influence like this start talking about rates dropping, you're going to see people jumping into the buyer pool. And as that buyer pool goes from 5 feet deep to 8 feet deep, they are going to have oh. bidding wars on homes. Can you read in my this area. notes? I'm I, di- no, I don't read anything you said, <laughs> frankly. Um, there's going to be bidding wars in this community. I'm not going to say to the, to the level of what we saw during COVID, but it's going to come back. And I think you're going to see a lot of folks in this community list their house because they know there are buyers out there and they're going to capitalize on the equity that they have. Uh, a war chest of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity. Yeah, so the T bill, the T bill as of right now is 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 under four, right? And I think you're going to start seeing that decrease even even more, which will drive the definitely 30, the thirty. Yeah. But 
it, it, I, what I mean that I think you're going to start seeing it. 30 year fixed VA is at 655. Yeah. And, 30 year fixed FHA, 66. Yeah, yeah. In October, we were at eight. We've dropped basically a point and a half, a point, a point, point four, one point four to one and a half points. In less than 90 days. That's something Scott Morris predicted that was happening at the less end, than, end, uh, end of this year. He said it was going to be below below seven or below six, and I think that's a little bit low. Look, <clears throat> the, 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 as, as I explain it, the, the buyer pool is the 20-foot deep end side of the, of the Olympic 10-meter diving pool. Right now it's probably at the 15-foot level. The kiddie pool is the inventory. Inventory is going to start increasing, right? It only has to increase a little bit for all these buyers to start jumping into the market. But I think you're going to see certain markets within our area, and you're going to ask me which one in a minute, in our area, that you're going to start seeing this, this buyer-seller rate ratio start changing a little bit where there will be certain markets in this area where the buyer will have a little bit more negotiation ability to go in and certain markets you're going to have that the seller is going to be in control that's what i mean by this shift from where we were to where i think we're going why would why would the seller why would the buyers be in control of anything in 2024 because it's the where is going to matter the location is going to matter give us an example of where Uh, you're going to basically see you're basically saying a glut of inventory that's no, what no, you're no, saying. no, 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 no. That's not then, what I'm saying. What then I'm, why would the buyer be in control? Because everybody is going to want to be in more specific locations than it was in the past. So back in the height of COVID, it didn't matter. If you'd had a roof on it and it stood up, right, people were making multiple offers on that. That's not what's going to happen, I think, in 2024. Certain areas, you know, certain areas closer to the inner ring of Charlottesville, this pair I always talk about, right? You know, which is going to be Charlottesville, Fulvana, Albemarle County, sneaking a little bit out to green and up to the other side of the hill. If the closer you are to the center of that, that's when you're going to be doing your multiple offers and all that stuff. Stuff outside of that, because it was just crazy in the time of COVID, right? People were making bids out in Buckingham or outer areas of Nelson County. And I'm not trying to pass any shade on Nelson County, but you're going to see some of these peripheral areas start shifting a little bit. That's what I mean by this this shift, and it's going to be very specific, very mark, micro market nailed down. City of Charlottesville from block to block, or from region to region, or from neighborhood to neighborhood, is going to matter, and it is why whoever's watching as far as in the real estate space, this is why a buyer's agent, this is why real estate agents are going to be super important to understand what is really shifting towards the direction you're talking about and what's not. Christelle Kerper. Does that make uh, sense? I got your, your last name right there, Christelle. Christelle Kerper, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Georgia Gilmer, welcome to the program. Eric Nelson, welcome to the program. Ross Shore, Jason Howard, Jeremy Rowe, Jeffrey Fogel, Betsy Nuge, and Woody Fincham, welcome to the program. Alex Witten. Jesse Rutherford, Neil Williamson, Seth Liskey, Scott Aaronworth, welcome to the program. Bill McChesney, Mark McKinney, welcome to the program. We love you guys. Jump in. I, I, I'm going to double down on, on the prediction here. We're going to see 
more inventory come to the market. I don't disagree with that. I- we're going to see more buyers jump in that were on ice because of escalating rates. All that stuff is 100% right. We're going to see bidding wars. We're going to see people capitalizing on their equity. We're going to see volume, houses traded, escalate versus 2023. 2024, we will have more sales volume. And that sales volume is going to happen at a transaction price that's higher than 2023. I think you're going to see more units sold at a higher dollar per unit sold in 2024, in 2024 versus 2023. 100% right. But what and I, don't, I don't see how but, this possibly could have buyers with any leverage in 2024. The where is going to matter. I'm tell, the where is... is it, it, Give me a specific area well, of where I, a buyer I, I is going to have leverage. I, I'm not going to pass shade on our friends out in, in Nelson County, but you'll see when we run our numbers for the end of the... Buyers time, already have the leverage right now in Nelson. The days on markets out there are getting a little bit, a little bit long, in, long in the tooth. Which would mean the buyer has the leverage if the days on market is long in the tooth. If the days on market are short, the sellers have the leverage. If they're long in the tooth, the buyers have the leverage. So I think we're saying the same thing. So I'm saying in certain market areas, the buyers are going to have a certain leverage. Where? So I just mentioned Nelson County. So that's where that would be shifting more from uh, sellers having leverage, for that's the word you want to use, to, to buyers. But there's going to be certain areas that are going to be closer to the center or closer to these hotter areas, these hotter neighborhoods, HOAs will be one an example in that they're going to have, I think they're going to continue their, their acceleration in value and, and, and pace in sales where the seller's going to be in charge. That's what I'm going to see. What, I, what I'm trying to explain, and I'm probably doing a lousy job of it because I've been sitting around for two weeks, is that it's going to be market, micro-market driven. I think you're going to see this shift. Back in 20, 2021, it didn't matter where you were. It was multiple offers. Sellers was in charge. Prices were going through the roof. You're going to see a more stabilization in prices out in the peripheral areas, I think. I may be wrong. We'll find out. Well, well I'll, take, I'll even make this. Travis Hackworth, I'll get to your comments in a matter of moments. Viewers and listeners, let us know your thoughts. Um, realtors watching the program, let us know your thoughts. I was very curious that you used a real estate agent um, earlier in the show instead of realtor. Was that done strategically? No, I just wasn't thinking. Okay. So we're still... I'm supposed uh, to think? Hold we're, on. we're still standing by the, uh, the realtor moniker in this ever-changing real estate climate? Uh, you know are, we, are we evolving to the real estate agent moniker? Uh, to me, it's always been interchangeable. I never really differentiated one from the other. Realtor is a trademark, as you well know. Real okay. estate professional. But I've used those terms interchangeably for years, right? Realtor, realist. I'm just trying to get better at saying the word. Uh, real estate agent, professional, uh, real estate professional. Those are all interchangeable. I wasn't sure if that was a no, no, modification no, no. on the National Association no, of no, Realtors no, don't being over, in absolute don't, peril right now. I, I almost was going to say don't overthink anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, more lawsuits are coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, NAR yeah, is yeah. not going to survive. Eh, I, I, I think it's interesting. Some of the lawsuits that are coming up, I was reading about yesterday and, and over the last two weeks, you're starting to see lawsuits in states that you would not think, like Texas. California, for sure, you would expect some lawsuits to happen up, but they're very diverse in their lawsuits. We, we, we shall see. You know, look, my position on that has always been rock solid. We do what you're supposed to do. Do your, do your job. Do your buyer-broker agreement. Have your conversation with your client um, with it. 
uh, about how you get compensated and this is what my job is and everything else will work itself work itself out. Just take care of the client first and the money will always follow. Uh, Gwendolyn Gail Cassidy watching the program. Hey, she said, would-be buyers have been facing the least affordable market since the 1980s. I think those buyers, Gwendolyn, and I'm curious of your take, are going to jump back in the mix. Um, she says, it's great to see you guys. She's taking a break from a 50-plus hour exam right now. That's oh. significant. She also said, and I'm following this data as well, Gwendolyn, she said, Mortgage applications for the week ending December 8th yes. increased from yeah. the week prior for the yeah. sixth consecutive week. Yeah. I can take it a step further. It's actually been seven consecutive weeks of mortgage application um, increases. I've said this on the show before I left. Once this interest rate starts dropping a little bit, which it's doing more than a little bit, but, but it's not, but you it's know, plummeting. But it's not at the five and the five and a half. Not yet. I understand that. But everybody was saying that's when this influx of buyers or influx of sellers was going to happen. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, you got Buchetsky saying it could happen as, as early as end of Q1, early Q2. Some people are predicting that. Some five and are, a half. Some people are predicting out. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's moved. And I've talked about this before. The moment it started moving in the right direction, that's when people start jumping in here. But I'm just, and again, this is a unique week, but I'm just looking the last seven days, and I haven't looked at this in two weeks, the last seven days, only 26 homes have come on. It was Christmas. That's exactly right. It's the holidays. That's exactly right. Wait till, wait till January or wait till February. So you, you mentioned to me before we, in our pre-production hot air uh, meeting, was, was I taking off in January for my birthday? And the answer is no, because of this. We know we are pre preparing ourselves for a spring market in January. But I just think in certain markets, you're going to see the buyer have a little bit more I mean, leverage. You highlighted Nelson and Buckingham. You're yeah. going to have a little bit more leverage than in other markets. So when I mean when you're starting to see this shift over to a buyer's market, it is not a traditional quote-unquote buyer's market. This is not a binary Look at that big word. This is not a binary. What do you think? Did I do that one right? Binary? This binary. is not a binary conversation or choice. <laughs> I'm looking for the director to make sure I'm sure. using the word right. It's not binary, right? Is that the right? Did I use that right? It's not an either or thing? Yeah, binary. There you go. Look at that. So the, it's, but it's going to be very market specific. And this is why realtor, real estate agent, real estate professional, whatever name you want to put after your name isn't going to go away. You need this expertise to go ahead and dissect the market. Gwendolyn says um, about 40% of, of folks in the era, area pre-COVID were one paycheck away from homelessness. Now that's about 59%. Uh, she says what you're saying about micro markets in outlying counties might be more accurate uh, than, than we think. Uh, Buckingham and Nelson County um, have always had a lot of uh, buyer leverage, and certainly over the last few years they've but had. But it buyer didn't, leverage. though. But it didn't. We talked about this. It Outside didn't. of the blip during COVID, Nelson and Buckingham, there but, was buyer leverage. But that's leverage. the one. But Jerry, that's the one people are remembering, right? I know, but that was like an eighteen-month sprint. It was an eighteen-month sprint. Twenty-four-month sprint. Besides that, pre-COVID, Nelson and Buckingham County buyers had leverage because it's far from the epicenter of employment. We, I, I'm, I predicting that we're going to be closer to in volume, as closer to the 16 market, that kind of thing, 
on it. Uh, but look, we're all prognostic. I can't use the fancy word here. We're all guessing right here. I'm just talking about based on what I'm reading and my vibe and the 35 years of doing this is that you're going to start seeing very specific micro areas being a little flat where definitely buyers are going to have the leverage. And as interest rates come down, that's where you're going to start seeing them moving to because they're, even if we get to 5.5%, right, and the prices are increasing five, six, seven, eight percent in it, the math isn't going to work. They're going to start moving out to that area. So if you're in my line of work, that's kind of an area that you kind of, I've, I, you know, that's what we're looking at, is looking at these peripheral areas and see what we can do to help potential either buyers or sellers out there. Because I think the closer to the center, price is just going to go up. You're 100% right. There'll be multiple bids, multiple offers. The closer you get to the center of UVA, the prices are going to go up. I mean, my God, what is it, wine, what, wine enthusiasts? Wine enthusiasts. The number one place. Wine in, region in the world. In the world. Yeah, I think the French would argue that with you. But in any wine event, enthusiast, the arguably the most reputable wine publication in the world, calls that. this area the number one region in the world. It's interesting. This came up in a conversation. Our friends that we stay with are, own two restaurants. Yeah, and uh, they were talking about this article, <clears throat> right? And for a Frenchman to have a conversation about wine outside of his country or her country is a huge conversation to have. And they actually wanted us to send a couple of bottles of wine to them, which which is what we'll do. Oh, fantastic! Just, just to see if they can they they can take. We'll see what how they actually feel about it. I but. mean, you're getting that kind of publication. Judah and I talked about this on the I Love Siebel show yesterday. You're getting that kind of attention at the same time that the biotech school is saying three thousand people are going to move here before 2026. At the same time, the data science school is saying the same thing. At the same time, UVA is saying they're expanding enrollment and hiring more people. At the same time, Amazon is investing $11 billion into Louisa. At the same time, Northrop Grumman is investing 200 to $300 million in Waynesboro, creating 94, uh, what, 100 and some $94,000 jobs? Those folks aren't going to live in Waynesboro. They're going to live in Crozet and Commute. The population is set to spike. And it's spiking at the same time with rates dropping. And so this pressure on this inner circle or this pair, as I refer to it, is going to be 100% right. A lot of pressure on it. Price is going to go up. Seller's going to be in charge. Multiple offers. We're going to start seeing this craziness of inspections waived and all Definitely. this kind of great stuff. But outside of that area is when, because they're, these data science, these folks are coming in here are going to want to be closer to the center than they are to the periphery. I would say the end of first quarter to the second quarter of 2024, so in roughly 90 to 120 days, you have, if you live in Albemarle and Charlottesville in particular, you have the best window to list your house in two years. So I'm doing... A uh, year on, and a half. On January, I sent you the questions. On January 19th, excuse me, 11th, my birthday... I'm doing uh, uh, part of Reese Media's panel. They're doing an, a live thing. Hits 20,000 real estate agents, realtors, real estate professionals, whatever you want to call it. And the questions are, should I buy now? Does it make sense to buy now and refinance later? Seller, seller rate buy-down incentives. How will interest rates decrease, uh, decreasing effect where inventory is still low? Where will interest rates? So this conversation we're having right now, I'm going to have in front of 20,000 of my professionals 
in my in my industry answering the same questions. I knew about this, so this is the reason I've been reading up on it because I actually want to sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about on it. So I I, I think micro my thing that I'm going to be hanging my hat on. Micro markets matter. We know that. Micro markets matter. Yeah. And somehow or another, uh, my computer locked up. In the, so. Check out the uh, proprietary software we just used, Judah. We just unlocked a key stream, if you saw, and we now have the ability to stream live directly to I Love Seville Instagram. Ooh. And the 13,000 followers on that account. That is a significant impact for this network. Take a look at that. I'd love to go live with that at 12.30. That news just broke with our software. And then the last 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Um, go. We, uh, we are in... Judah, we're going to make it happen. We're not using... Restream. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. We're going to add restream. Um, this is an interesting conversation that's coming up on the thread right now. Um, this is from Grayson. He says, we, he lives north downtown. Mm -hmm. We routinely have people knocking on our door to sure. buy our house without listing our house. Sure. That has certainly picked up some more. And we are very well aware that we have, since the five years of buying our home, accumulated a significant amount of equity in our home. And if the rates drop like Jerry's talking about, we would consider selling our house. So it's not an if. The rates will drop. The question is, is how low that they will go. Right. And, you know, everybody's predicting the five and a half. But but his home, their home is exactly in the bullseye of where everybody wants to be. Right. And if you've and, and, and it's interesting, I haven't looked at it in a while to find out what the last two weeks cash versus refinance looks like uh -huh. on it. On it. But I suspect you, go, you you'll still see cash increasing a bunch on it. Uh, if I can get my computer to stop locking up on me. Uh, apparently, it didn't like being down in the Caribbean. What kind of computer is that? Uh, it's a Surface Pro. I had to reboot the software this morning, and somehow something's wrong with, with it. But anyway. MacBook for life. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I see it. I see it. Yeah. MacBook for life. You have an Apple phone, you sync it with the computer. Is that how that goes? You That's, just go like you just, this? All I got to do is this. <laughs> you got to wave, wave it. it on top of that? MacBook for life. Uh, viewers and listeners, let us know your thoughts. We'll relay them live on air. This is from Stephen, who's watching the program right now. He says, I also think that we're going to see some bidding wars coming this year with the rates dropping. And he says, I'm curious if Keith thinks folks are going to start overlooking some of the warts that people have on their houses like they did a couple years ago. Correct. So the closer to the bullseye, the closer to the micro market, as we always talk about, location matters, number one. That's the point I've been trying to talk about here, and maybe not just doing a great job of it. My, you know, Location is going to matter more than, more than anything. Back in that 18 months, that two months of COVID, you know, it didn't matter where the heck it was, right? Price is, is probably the closer to the center going to be less of a concern for the buyer because they're either going to have the cash to bring and offset it, or the interest rates are going to help them out, right? As the interest rates go down, they can afford more houses. And then as the interest rates drop down a little bit, features and conditions are going to start changing. When we're at 8%, you know, price mattered. Location, everybody wants to be in a certain location. Price does matter. Features and conditions mattered a whole bunch. Those are going to start feathering off a little bit. 
But these areas that are going to be outside of this rubber band I'm talking about, that's when you're going to have to start hitting everything on the market of those five or six things to hit the right location because that's where you're going to be. Price features and condition are going to matter. Close to the center, it's not. Greg James Watson, hello. Gracie hey. Armstrong Haynes, hello. Jamie Clark, hello. Thank you kindly for watching the program. Uh, Long Island in the house. Long. Woody Fincham, hello. Neil Williamson, hello. Aaron Johnson, hello. Uh, multiple real estate investors watching the program. Rob Neal, jump in the mix. Let us know your thoughts on the program. I'm seeing you guys watching the show. We welcome your perspective. Agents from five firms that I count on the show right now. I would love those five agents to see, you know, tell me, call me crazy. Tell me that we're not going to see micro markets mattering out there. So, you know, I, I would love, I would love that to happen. I, I think you're going to see certain areas. Yeah, you uh, said that. Nelson and Buckingham. Yeah. Nelson and Buckingham. I mean, what do you make of, what do you think of Lake Monticello? Travis, we'll get to your comment in a matter of moments. I'm actually, I'm actually looking in the city of Charlottesville right now. Uh, just out of curiosity, what the first uh, two weeks of, of this year has has done. But, you know, Lake Monticello, I mean, let's just quickly take a look at it. I, and I haven't had a chance to study any data or anything like this this morning, so I'm doing it uh, a bit live here. But uh, Lake Monticello, let's see what's going on at Lake Monticello. We'll drop I'm out. calling it up as well. Lake Monticello's got how many active listings? I'm looking One. At, I'm looking at 16. Two. Three. Take out new construction. Two. Three. There's 11. Four. Five. Six. Seven. 11. Eight, nine, 10. There's 11 and a couple of proposed it, attached paper houses. Yeah, I, I took out, I took those, those houses out. So we're, we're doing that. But, uh, you know. Including a fantastic one on Fleetwood Drive. Yeah. But I'm looking at a median days on average, a day's marketing for those homes. They're at 32. Right? You know, and I, I was thinking about this this morning on the way in. All this data that you and I have been floating around a little bit, looking backwards, to your point, I think goes all out the window come January 1. We're not going away for my birthday in January. We're not going away for Yona's birthday in March. And why are we not doing that? Because I, I... So you're just going to be working? I, what's that? Yeah, I should be working. What's that? <laughs> what's that W thing? That's... Uh, yeah. I guess they don't have to, evidently. So... Uh, yeah, we're just going to see the, the the spring market start now because everybody's pent up demand. But you got a you got eleven homes that are active right now. Thirty that median days on market is thirty two. The average is thirty six, which is interesting. That's pretty close. When you start seeing average and medians get close, that's kind of close to where the actual market is. But that's just um, active at this point. I'm just curious what has sold. This is a good comment. Do you boys think the cash deals are going to go uh, are going to diminish with rates dropping? Absolutely. Short answer to that is yes. Absolutely. Well, it, it's the, if you have cash and, and you're if you're a cash buyer, you're probably a more sophisticated buyer. And if you're a cash buyer and you're more sophisticated, why wouldn't you put your cash in the market where you're going to generate a better return than an interest clip of five five and a quarter? We saw cash uh, become more popular when rates were 7 8% because people didn't want to use uh, financing at that kind of clip. As the rates drop, cash goes into stocks, equities, and other kind of investment vehicles, and folks are more willing to take mortgages out. I'll make it really simple. Simpler than that. The lower the rate is, it, the cheaper the money is. Why, yeah. why, to, you know, why would I use... Why not use it? Why not use my money? Why not use the bank's money? But, you know, 
when you start hitting this five to six, you know, mid fives, mid six, these are like the normal interest rates that people have been paying for a year, even though the average is seven point seven point one. And you're right. I guess I have to buy a Mac. Because- Travis, Travis Hackworth. Yeah, the, that one's uh, Travis Hackworth watching the program in Danville. He says, do you boys expect to see a shift towards far eastern parts of the county as the Virginia and North Carolina, as Virginia and North Carolina develop the high speed rail system from Richmond to Raleigh? I don't. Did you? You, you may. Have yeah, that yeah, news. yeah. Did no, you see I, that news? I saw that news. I caught that. Look, as much as I'm a rail guy, I, I think it's a great idea and all that stuff. But that's so far in the pipeline. Between even if the money's magically done and set and and all the everything is ready to go, to actually build it is going to take forever. And this market is going to be very different by the time by the time that that comes around. I'm just trying to see what this quarter's doing here. Uh, questions coming in fast and furious yeah. here. Um, this is a good one right there. How, when does Keith think that the rates are going to get as close to five as possible or in the mid fives? I mean, the mortgage brokers are saying in the middle of the year. And not only that, but if you listen to our friend Yoon and Lisa Sterev, Dr. Lisa Sterevin hasn't. You have her book for January, don't you? I, I have her book for January. We, we've, we, it's tweaked a little bit. We'll have to talk about that off air okay. on, on that end of it. She is extremely high in demand, and we're going to have to tweak the, the date, dates around a little bit. Okay. Uh, but. You know, everybody is is predicting this five, five and a half, somewhere between the beginning of the first, somewhere in the first and second quarter. But what I'm trying to say is the people that can afford it are going to start jumping in January 1. Holidays are going to be over. Everybody's going to kiss each other on the cheeks. Thank you very much. And the people that, that have had to sell are going to start selling. So you're going to see this influx. But, you know... If we double our weekly inventory of 25 to 50, that's a huge, that's a 100% increase. It's just not a lot of homes coming on, coming on the market. And you're right. I think for Christmas gift, somebody it looks gift. like you need a uh, birthday gift here in January. I need a birthday gift. I need a Christmas the gift. The software updates with the, uh, are, are. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's. Good it, luck with that test, Gwendolyn. Yeah, good luck with that. 50, 50 hours, you said that was on a... 50-plus exam. Oh, oh, good luck. God bless you. So let's take a look. There's been 33 homes that sold in Lake Monticello uh, from the beginning, from October 1 to date. Median days on market is 18, average is 22. That's what I was talking about. When you start seeing those numbers close, that's, that's where the market is starting to really hit, hit on that. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty narrow bandwidth. We've been seeing wider gaps, right? You know, 18 and 30 and 40 on, on average. But let's take a look at how much of it was. Hang on one second here. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry, but... What are you looking for? I want to find out how many cash deals were in Lake Monticello. In Lake Monticello. Yep, yep. And, of course... Mr. Smith. Yeah. Time will tell. Let's just put that, that one down right there. Uh, what do you got, cash deals? Uh, 10 out of 33. That's actually... Okay. That's a third. That's pretty strong for yeah. Lake Monticello. And considering that the average price on, on that was 380, median was 450. That's, a, that, you know, that, that cash price... At that price point, cash deals at that price point is pretty high. That's a substantial amount of cash deals, especially in uh, the Lake Monticello neighborhood. 
Yep. Okay. Um, so what? So how do I buy an apple? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can do it online. Okay. All righty. Uh, so you what can do it. I, so what should I buy? Because this is done. <laughs> I, I suggest the MacBook Air. It's light. It's uh, yeah. fast. It's quick. And Judah may give you some other. Uh, yeah. Okay. Advice over there. Judah's uh, uh, an apple lover himself. My my. Uh, <laughs> If my kids are watching, apparently that's what I need for birthday. You know, I I would go MacBook Air 15 inch with the M2 chip. You, I don't think you need the Mac Pro 14 or 16. Frankly, I think it's um, for what you're doing. You're doing mainly uh, email and web browsing. Uh, no, no, I I don't need it for any creative. Yeah, kind that's of why stuff. you go with the MacBook Air with the M2 chip 15 inch. You'll love it, and you'll have it for eight, ten years. This right here is a team member. We're done. He's a baby. <laughs> yeah. So it was the software update you had. That's yeah, what it's, it's the software update. No, I, I had this happen to me last time when I was out of country. It was did something goofy with the. So what did you do to fix it last time? Uh, called up Microsoft and said, "Fix my." Thing. Did they send you a new one? No, no, no. This is a software. Oh. It's a software thing. It's asking me to reset my passwords on everything. Oh. Do you know your password? Of course not. Of course, <laughs> of course not. You got somebody on your team that does, though, don't you? Uh, yeah, it's called my Apple phone. I've got them stored all in my Apple phone, which I've never had a problem with. Look, it, it's it, it. Back to the questions I'm going to get asked. Yeah. On January 11th, we've been talking about this before. When's the best time to buy? It's now. I can tell you right now. If you're in the market to buy and you can afford to do it, this kind of this Christmas week kind of thing is really a good time to do it. I, I get it. I get it. Most people will start, the, the listings will start saying, okay, I want to put it in the timeout because I've got all these people in the house. I mean, what are you going to buy? Yeah, There's true. nothing on there. And why would you do it during the holiday season? When it's already hectic enough, and alternatively, why well, wouldn't you wait 60 to 120 days when rates potentially drop another half to full point? I know you're going to have more competition when they see, drop another half so to that's full what, point. So that's, that's what's going to happen here. If you, you can buy now. You can buy when it's a half or full point more affordable. And if you can buy now and you've got the cash, you can always... That's what I'm saying. Well, you can buy your points down. Yeah. Right. Well, you or buy. you can just wait 60 days. Well, the problem is, is then this 20-foot this, this yeah. pool of... It's going to get bu- deeper. No, no, no. It's going to overflow. Right. And instead of having a kiddie pool size of, of inventory, you might have the three-foot end of the, of the pool, right? And, but the 20-foot side is going to overflow. And look, it, it's... Roger Voisinet says, Keith, you need to come over to Apple. Yeah. Uh, and he says he suggests the iPad. It's been a blessing and more fun to use than the MacBook Pro. MacBook Pro is a fantastic computer. We have one of those ourselves, the family. I would suggest the MacBook Air, which is what I'm holding right now. And if you get the M2 chip, you'll have an incredibly fast and rewarding device. And plus it'll tie with my yeah. phone. And oh, by the way, guess what the other thing I have is an iPad. Yeah. And it's there you just... Go. I, 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 was out of the country. I made the mistake of turning my laptop on once. and That doesn't happen with Macs. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it happened with my Surface Pro. I can tell you that much. So uh, You're getting props from Joseph Martin. Hello, Joseph. Hey, Thank Joseph. you for watching the program. Keller Williams all over the show. Yeah. Real Estate 3 all over the show. Long and Foster and Ness all over the show. 
watching uh, so, your colleagues as we speak right now. So out there, does anybody in the real estate world, realtors, real estate professionals, agree with me at all that you're going to see some of these micro markets be, let's call it balanced, maybe not necessarily towards the buyer side, but it'll definitively be balanced, maybe favor the buyer a little bit more. I just, it just feels like that, and it looks like that is what I think you might be saying. And I'm talking areas that are from where we're sitting 45 minutes to an hour car drive out. Those are areas that I think you're going to start seeing soften a little bit as far as the seller side of it. What do you think of that comment from Keith there, Roger? And he says, Keith, I've had the Max since the first Mac came out in the 80s. He loves Max dearly. Roger, we missed you. Hey, Roger, thank you for filling in, he, man. He didn't fill in. Roger was not on the show. Oh, I didn't watch it. He any was of that. not on the show oh. on Wednesday. It was Richard and Richard Price and Kelly Eppley. Roger okay. uh, was at home. So, I, as you can tell, I wasn't watching. Yeah, Roger <laughs> did you, t- you were texting him, and we were like, "He did not fill in. Uh-huh. He was not here." Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I, I should watch the shows that I had people filling in for me. He was. Uh, I'm, I'm he, batting a thousand today. He was at home. He was at home with button? his with his beautiful wife. Can we hit the reset button? Well, boy, that's called Monday. At 10.15 a.m. with Real Talk with Keith Smith. Somebody asked me today what the day was. And what did you say? I have no clue. Today, still on <laughs> island time. Friday, December 15th. There you go. It's Friday. About less than a month from your birthday. That is true. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and he's planning for his birthday to... Work. To work. I like it. I yeah, like we, it were, we were going to... I was trying to sweet talk Mr. Smith into taking a week off, but when we started looking at stuff and where we're at, we're, 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 we're going to stick, sit put uh, probably until May or June, and I think you're going to start seeing things softening a little bit as far as the, the tempo. But you're 100% right. Tempo's going to start picking up. Oh, my up. God, dude. It's yeah, going to explode. Yeah, yeah. I, I but, don't... But, but I... We it talk. may be only insiders right now that realize this. I, Q1 and a Q1, Q2, it's going to be a bonanza. It's going to be a bonanza. I don't disagree with that. And, and we, we talked about this before I went away. Once this interest rate started moving, and it's moving, it's moving a lot, a lot more than I thought it was going to move, but it's moving... <laughs> Right? Let's move it's, a point and a half in less than 90 days. And, Last time we've and, seen this kind of movement was the movement in the wrong direction. That's exactly right. And people are going to dive in, but you're going to start seeing the seller pool increase. Increase big time compared to what it was, what it currently has been, right? What it has been is anemic at best. So when you start seeing doubling of inventory pools on it, but it's, it's, it's kind of a two-edged sword, right? So... I'm going to put my house on the market. What the hell am I going to buy? Well, it depends. I mean, if you put your house on the market. Unless I'm moving. If you put your house on the market and you want to stay in the area and you happen to purchase your house before COVID, you're going to have options to buy stuff because you're going to have massive equity exit. It's, It's interesting. I was thinking about this on the way in this morning because I was listening to a podcast on the way in and... This particular individual, I'm not sure if I agree with it, but this particular individual was saying because the refinancing rate was so, people that had the houses almost paid off refinanced them at this 2% or 3%, right, and added a little bit to it for renovations and so forth and so on, which was reminiscent of the 2008-2009 little hiccup there. So these folks that refied their houses at this 2% or 3% 
may not be in such a great position or they have as much equity as they thought they had because they took some money out to do certain things. I'm not so sure I agree with that 100%, but it was an interesting twist that I haven't heard from anybody forever that will hold it. All these folks that refinanced their house because they were sitting on stacks of cash to pull some cash out to go ahead and do something, whatever it was, a renovation, uh, an extension, or what, or buy a rental, or something along those lines. The only lines. thing that I'm curious about, and I mentioned this yesterday in the Alep Siegel show, is if the folks with the low interest rates choose instead of listing their house to convert them into rentals. Our folks, I see two, I see two, uh, two paths here. Folks that bought before COVID using all this equity they have now that the rates have gotten closer to the but rate they, they really have, have all that equity because if they re, if if there's been a substantial amount of refinancing that they pulled cash out to do something with buy then those rental, people are going to stay they're not going to sell they're not going to hit the market they're not so. going to sell the i'm talking about the people that have either have significant equity in a low rate and the people that have significant equity in a low rate are they going to see their low rate as an asset and convert their home into a rental or are they going to capitalize on the significant equity they have to sell their house and buy something else that's either more convenient, a better location, offers better quality of life, or is sexier and shinier? I, I think, logically, if you, have an, if you have enough cash or have a job that can afford you to do a DTI, a debt-to-income ratio to afford two particular homes to keep home A, right, and then go ahead, and let's assume you got a little bit of a loan left on it, and go ahead and buy home B without pulling your equity out of it, there'll be people in the market doing that. But I think what's going to happen and everybody that I'm reading on, I think what's going to happen, you're going to see sales happen because they're going to need that cash to offset just the, even the rates are coming down, just to offset the increase in value. Yeah, the delta, yeah, 100%, 100%. So even the rates coming down a little bit, it's just not going to make enough of a difference for what they have to buy. And I think, and you're right, I think in particular markets, micro markets, as this interest rates drop down, it prices will double, right, or increase in in percent uh, large percentages in it and that the rates just the delta's just not going to happen there so i th i think you're going to see more houses hit the market the question becomes how many people can afford it right the affordability is i just that's decades away the folks that are the folks that are going to afford it aren't necessarily tied to this area right now that is true the folks that can afford it are folks that are coming to this area by That's the true. five to 6,000 in the next 24 to 36 months. Agree. With a pocket full of cash. I mean, Northrop Grumman is hiring a couple of hundred people with an average salary of 94,000, and that's just one income household. Imagine if they have a spouse as well. One of our clients is the GM for that, and we're trying to find them something to buy. There you go. I mean, the, 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 the population is spiking in the next 24 to 36 months, five to 8,000 people, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. I just, part of me does not want it to go back to the craziness, right? Some of this area will go back to that. Some of it won't. And this is why, you know, the real estate professional has to be super diverse in the markets. I'm a little slow today because my I got a little bit too much sand between. Yeah, brain, you're on an island brain, time. Brain, Monday's going to be better. Monday's going to be better. Yeah. A little slow between on the on the pickup on it. All I really wanted to to share with everybody today is I really believe certain areas 
are going to be softer. Let's use, let's use that word for the moment. And certain areas are going to be super hot versus what it was for that 18 months or 24 months where it didn't matter where the hell it was, it sold, right? And sold with no conditions, multiple offers. So you've, if you're out there thinking the whole market is going to get like that, back to what it was between 18, for that 18 to 24 month spread, that's not going to happen. That's the only thing I hopefully get across today. What is going to happen is certain areas will be that way and certain areas will not be that way. And that is why you need a trusted advisor to help you navigate what will and what will not. Because, you know, the people that went out in Nelson County, God bless Nelson County, that that 24 months, they're probably going to have a harder time recouping as much money out of there than if I bought spent a little bit more money and bought something closer to Senator Charlottesville. I like it. I like that take. What's your plan for Monday's show? Uh, it's just a uh, Monday show is um, we're going to uh, focus on the Hispanic uh, community. Fantastic. Uh, Who do you have lined up? I've got uh, um, Johnny Ornalis, Ooh. and I'm working. I'm trying to get Ricardo to come in. Ricardo cruz Duran trying to come in, but he had some knee surgery, so we haven't figured that conversation out yet. That hasn't quite happened yet. Johnny Ornalis on the program. We'll talk Mexicali. And then on Wednesday, it's just going to be me and you again. And Fantastic. Then on Friday, there's some rumor Santa Claus and some elves might be here. Santa Claus and the elves are here on Friday, Judah. Make sure you have that for the rundown. I'm excited for that for Friday. Monday, Johnny Ornalis and potentially Ricardo cruz Duran. And I like, might have a new computer. Might, I think, think you may need that. Well, what I definitely need to do is get that one fixed. So that's my next step after the show is over. Yes, Realty Partners is growing. You've added two team members. Two team, three actually. So uh, happy to report of Yvonne Weidel oh. slash Smith is fully passed all her tests and will be starting her uh, um, internship process. Javon! Yeah. Is going to be an intern at YRP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working for mom and dad. Uh, no, she's working for herself. And, and we're going to... You own the brokerage. She's going to be working for herself. And, well, everybody who works for us our independent brokers. They work for themselves. We just help guide them through, through the process on it. Uh, we're excited about it. You know, we're, it's... it's um, a six to twelve month uh, apprenticeship program. I think she'll do it in six, uh, but she's very smart about it. She wants to learn the business because taking the test is the. It's not easy, but it's kind of the easy thing. Any of us that are listening that are former military, yeah. If you ever been to a military school, when you fi finish a military school and you show up to your first duty station, the first thing they tell you is, okay, I want you to forget everything you just got taught. There you and, go. And then your E9, your E8. So the 120 hours you take through Mosley, you can do it online. Actually, fairly easy to do. Um, no firsthand. Um, and those 120 hours, then you take a couple of tests. Those tests aren't that difficult. Um, we'll cut to the chase. They don't the, let you know what you score if you pass. They only let you know if you fail. The reality is most people pass. You take the 120 hours through Mosley. It runs about $289, $289 to take the, class, the classes online. You can steam through them on your laptop, your Mac, while in bed. And bing, bam, boom, a real estate agent. Bars low yeah. to, to get the license but to do well in this business. And we've, we've, we've demonstrated this, right? There's only about 7%. 7% of real estate agents make six figures. Make six figures or above, right? 15% make 50 grand and up. What's the number, 15? 15%, 15%, right? 
So, so that's, an off, that's an off footprint. 85% of car agents are below AMI. Oh, without doubt. As a matter of fact, if I went in and looked at it, which would be a great stat for, for Wednesday's show, what AMI is at 123,300? That's household. That's correct, but let's assume it's... And that's also HUD. That's also HUD. But in any event, six figures, you've got a, it's about 7%. Plus or minus. We'll talk about that on the Monday edition of Real Talk with Keith Smith. Johnny Arnalis is in the house. Keith's yeah. going to fix his computer. Ricardo Cruz Ram maybe in the house as well. Judah Wickhauer is the director of Friday. A week from today is Santa Claus and the Elves. This is the holiday season on the I Love Seville Network, where we have some big-time news at 1230 about a new show coming to the network. For Keith Smith, who is a realtor, <laughs> and yes, Realty Partners, and Judah Wickhauer, my name is Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us. So long, everybody. Done. He'll tell them the mics and cameras are off, Keith. Please let us know when they're off.